I don't know how to lose. You'll learn. You're a monster, Zod. And I'm gonna stop you. Well, here I am. Can't save my home. I'm not broken. And the people that I love, and I'm not alone. They don't deserve our help. It's 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 not it's not about deserve. deserve it's help. not maybe maybe we don't. But it's not about that. It's about what you believe. Man is still good. We kill. We betray one another. But we can rebuild. We can do better. You met humans are a sign of change. One of the best of the best. Your guilt's overcome your reason. Alfred, for once, I'm operating strictly on faith, not on reason. Sometimes you have to take a leap of faith first. The trust part comes later. If you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't wave the red cape at it. You do when it's this red cape. This red cape charges back. Episode 60 of Comic Book Movie Guy, the podcast. How are you guys doing today? I'm your host, Brennan Huber, and today I'm going to be talking to you about the DC Extended Universe, the DCEU. That's right. It is concluded. It's over. Uh, Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom, has come out. It has been released. It's got its post credit scene with Patrick Wilson eating a sandwich. Spoiler alert there. Uh, listen, it's over. 
it's been it's been a ride you guys the dc extended universe was the better part of my teen years and leading into adulthood and uh it was a time man i went through some shit with this universe as i'm sure a few of you fans out there were the same thing it you know we all know what happened with Zack Snyder and the the Justice League and Justice League, Joss Whedon stepping in, all of the drama that came online, the Twitter uh, fan accounts, the the bots, the Snyder bots, you know, they come after you. Uh, they come after everyone. And uh, they're a toxic, a toxic fan base. Now there is the fan base who are actually just fans of what Zack Snyder had planned for this lovely universe and these lovely characters. Um, these are my favorite characters of all time. Uh, DC characters have always been my top characters from reading comics, growing up just around Batman, everything Batman. Um, I'm just, I've, I've been a fan. I love the lore. I love it all. Gods and monsters. And it's, it's just great. And then you got the guys on the ground, um, with Batman and Flash and it's it makes for it makes for an amazing universe and this studio Warner Brothers had not done these characters justice they fell into the trap that was Marvel that was Marvel's formula Marvel was doing so well as you guys know with the Infinity Saga and everything um yeah it was it was unreal that time was unreal because Marvel was so good and I was rooting so hard for DC, and it just didn't compare, you know? And we take you way back to Man of Steel, 2013. That's the first movie that came out with the DC Extended Universe. And I mean, Henry Cavill was cast as a, as a lovely Superman. He was perfect for the role in all aspects. And those of you who know me, you know that I'm a big fan of Henry Cavill's Superman. Um... However, he's not the Superman that a lot of people know or grew to know growing up. Um, that Superman, you know, he had a very different arc than the Superman we got in live action. And I loved the arc of Superman, um, the character building that Zack Snyder did with him. And, you know, the sprinkles he used in Justice League to sort of bring him back, resurrect him, all this stuff like... If you know Snyder, you know he's a visual guy, and his version of Justice League is a great comic book movie. It's four hours long, um, but you can split it up into chunks. You can watch it however you want. It's just, I'm at peace. I'm at peace with the whole thing, you know, because it's, it's nice to finally have a closure on this universe. It's nice to say, okay, that's in the past now, and I can go back and watch all the films throughout um, that is my plan. That is what I want to do is watch them all kind of once through and just sort of say a final farewell to the DCEU, except for the ones that I actually love, like Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, like Justice League, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm just going to call it Zack Snyder's Justice League because the other one is Justice League, the one that Joss Whedon directed in. Yeah, that is about as low as DC got. Um, and then it tried to crawl out in different ways. I respect the studio heads who sort of stepped in and tried to do their version of the DC universe because the last few DC movies 
with those people involved. I mentioned Walter Hamada because I feel he he is a name that was tied to this whole thing. And at the same time, his universe, I, I could see what he was going for with some of the later projects that came out, like The Flash and like uh, Blue Beetle even he has his hands in. And, uh, you know, I think that these new the new films that have come out recently and things that he's been tied to, they're not as bad. It's still just, it's a dumpster fire. It's a tire fire is what it is. It's, it's completely, it's, you're playing around with garbage at that point. And this, this whole marketing thing, like the way the DC universe is shaped up with James Gunn, it feels as though the DC extended universe was irrelevant for the past six months or however long it's been, over a year, I guess, now. Yeah, holy smokes. Um, yeah, and like you still have these movies coming out that are flopping, right? Like The Lost Kingdom, it's going gonna, it's gonna to flop. Like the new Aquaman movie, it's, it's flopping for sure. Um, regardless of if it's good or not, like if there's tiny bits of good in it. Like, you know, I'm happy for Jason Momoa because I have heard that his arc has closed nicely in that film and... That's great. I'm glad um, it was what it was. The first Aquaman movie made a billion dollars and was so good. Um, I've never really experienced uh, a movie like Aquaman from the DC Universe since Aquaman. Um, it was out there. James Wan chose very creative things. James Wan chose very cool characters. And James Wan had some of the coolest shots in the DC extended universe and I stand by that next to Zack Snyder's amazing shots in all of his movies it interests me to say that James Wan was probably my second favorite director in the DC universe Patty Jenkins did a good job with uh, all of her Wonder Woman projects the second one wasn't great as you all know and um, it didn't really work David Ayer would be, but his cut of the movie has still not been shown for Suicide Squad. And I mean, I can I can take you back to a time where I sat there and watched that first Suicide Squad trailer um, with Jared Leto's Joker appearing, and um, I was stoked for that movie. It looked so good. It looked like a dark version of... A Justice League movie in a way like it was just like awesome it was an awesome way to sort of introduce villains to the DC universe because like yeah at that point all they had was Man of Steel and then they had Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice in 2016 so that's now three years later and at that point we have Batman established Superman is is well established they're sort of fleshing out his uh his character a little bit more, some of the turmoil he's dealing with, with the politics of the world. And it is a very smart way of, of doing Superman and not everybody liked it. It's interesting. You know, you get into politics and you throw a hero in there, but then again, Marvel did the same thing in civil war. So it's, it's just interesting to me, like how much, uh, Batman V Superman was cut, uh, for the theatrical run. Because the Ultimate Edition makes more sense than the Theatrical Edition. There are such big chunks of Batman v Superman that were just completely removed. And 
if you don't have that context in theaters, it can sort of feel like this big blockbuster with all of these fights all the time, you know? And that's exactly what the theatrical version feels like. It feels like a really campy, shitty superhero movie. Um, you know, and then I'm talking about Suicide Squad as it rolls out. I think it was... So on here, on Wikipedia, I'm, I'm just... I have the whole DC universe in front of me. And August 5th, so March 25th, 2016, was when Batman v Superman was released. And then Suicide Squad was released in August. And I remember going to see Suicide Squad in theaters. And I, I, I was equally as excited for Suicide Squad as I was for... Batman v Superman and I remember being let down like Jared Leto has that 11 minutes of screen time and it just didn't work at all nothing was good oh man that was when I felt the nosedive and years later we'll find out that David Ayer's movie was not shown this is not his movie at all this is the studio's movie they completely reshot it recut it made it funnier made it lighter chose the colors differently like the color palette things like that like and that's just the start you know what I mean and then we get into Wonder Woman in 2017 Patty Jenkins takes us back way back but Zack Snyder being involved on the producing side story side things like that it was a great great movie um I still really like the first Wonder Woman and and Gal Gadot um She's she's perfect as Wonder Woman. Her cameo in, well, it's a little bit more than a cameo in Batman v Superman. Her introduction to the universe was great. Uh, it's sort of graceful is how I how I describe it. it. It's it's you know, boom, Wonder Woman exists and gal's perfect. You know what I mean? And then we move into Wonder Woman the movie, and it's pretty good. Like she established out of all of the out of all the actors and actresses involved, I would say that Gal Gadot established what she was going to do with her Wonder Woman, or her character, I should say, before everyone else. She just sort of knew what to do, and she's not... Like, listen, it's, this is not a knock on Gal by any means, but to me personally, when I watch her, I'm never really floored by her performances. To me she does things with her face and she does things with her voice to sort of make this character what it was like wonder woman has different stares and i feel like gal really takes that stare to a new level with wonder woman and the crossing of the arms you know the the smashing together of her her cuffs on her wrist that sort of absorb bullets things like this those are cool things. Like she made those really cool. And obviously Zach was involved with, with deciding that. Um, and then the bomb hits like literally the nuclear bomb of the DC universe. I shouldn't even say the DC, the DC extended universe. I mean, was when 2017 happened and Zack Snyder's daughter, um, lost her life. And he had to be there for her. So he left the project early on for those reasons. And whilst he was gone, whilst he was taking this abbreviment leave, he literally got his whole movie reshot by a man named Joss Whedon. And you may know Joss Whedon from the Avengers movies. You may know him from Avengers and then Avengers Age of Ultron. 
those movies are they're good for what they were and Joss Whedon's Justice League movie is basically an exact replica of the first Avengers movie and it's worse like they took characters who weren't interested they took actors who weren't interested anymore and they sort of threw them on these sets brightened everything up like what's the vision here you know like I just feel so bad for that crew Ray Fisher Cyborg I mean I say (laughs) Ezra Miller I don't feel bad for Ezra Miller but because he actually got a chance at Flash when I don't think he should have afterwards and his Flash movie the 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 Flash movie that just came out recently with uh, Michael Keaton back as Batman and we also get that beautiful speech and a closure of sorts on Ben Affleck's Batman and we also get a Wonder Woman appearance in that film but Ezra Miller he just doesn't deserve any real credit I mean he was he was great as the Flash but his off-screen choices are what led to sort of this media frenzy that sort of didn't have to be there like it just added to the toxicity of the DC universe and when I say this extended universe was like piss poor before it even started in ways Um, I'd be lying because honestly like the first two movies made so much sense and worked so well together and then there's this massive drop off after Suicide Squad which made really no sense besides a couple of appearances from Ben Affleck's Batman and then Justice League just destroys everything they take it all and they just made it this campy terrible movie and I remember leaving that theater that day feeling pretty bummed out about what was happening with the DC Extended Universe my spirits were lifted once again in 2018 when I went and saw the first Aquaman movie and I mentioned James Wan and the first Aquaman as the second one is just come out now but 2018 that was a good film going there and experiencing all of those creatures and characters and just a whole it was a whole vibe wasn't it it was a vibe the king of Atlantis he was out there in his suit doing his thing we got his origin story it was quick a little quick at times but overall that's a rewatchable movie like that's up there on my DCEU movie list it just is and it'll always be that's a cool thing like I like that I can have these movies now where I'm like yeah that's on my that's on my my list you know of best DCEU movies because it's it's finally done and that feels so good feels so good to say that it's over we get introduced to Shazam who is lack of a better word irrelevant in this universe there was no chance of him ever connecting to any sort of Justice League nothing like just no way it felt so different but yet it was so well done the second one again is very lackluster and we'll get to that but the first Shazam movie was good for what it was it just felt like oh okay this is a character that they may introduce down the line but then all of the Superman controversy is happening with Henry Cavill not coming back and things like that. So they decide to do a cameo of Superman at the end of Shazam without a head. 
a headless Superman. They just cut his head right out of the shot. But they use his suit. It's just a... There were so many times at DCEU movies where I'm sitting in the theater or I'm sitting at home and I just felt like somebody reach out of the screen and just backhand me with a fish. You know what I mean? Like that's what it felt like watching the DC Extended Universe at times. Birds of Prey, a great movie, especially since it came out in the heart of COVID around here in Canada. And it was just something that was refreshing and nice to watch. You know, like we get Margot Robbie, who that is that is one of the glorious things that came out of the DCEU was Margot Robbie's casting as Harley Quinn. She was perfectly cast as Harley Quinn. And I hope that she continues to play Harley Quinn in the future. Like if they decide to introduce characters like that in the DC universe, um, which I assume they have to. I mean, I'll mention as well that like Matt Reeves, his Arkham show that he was going to do for his Batman universe, it's now going to be taking place in the DC universe, in James Gunn's universe. So how interesting is that, that Matt Reeves now gets a crack at an Arkham show bringing to life the rogues gallery in in the DC universe, like something separate from the Batman. So he's going to get to do the Batman, but he's also going to get to do this Arkham series for the DC universe. That's exciting. Just had a, had a moment there of excitement for sure. Back to Birds of Prey. I should mention the full name. It says Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of one Harley Quinn. And that's what it is, right? She's telling her story. She's sort of, it's, it's told from her perspective, and I really enjoyed that, except I wanted more Jared Leto Joker in that, and we didn't get it. We got sort of teases of Jared Leto's Joker and, like, comic-y pictures of the Joker that really didn't look like Jared Leto, and it was just, it was all so weird. It dives back down on Christmas Day of 2020 as Wonder Woman 1984 is released. Again, Patty Jenkins, and again, a brighter-looking Wonder Woman suit. And it just had tones of this brightness and this happy-go-lucky vibe that just didn't go... It just didn't coincide at all with the first Wonder Woman movie. Like, I know it's a different time, but like at the same time, the villain doesn't work. It's campy as can be and I say campy because it it felt like I'm watching like this cartoon that just you know the cartoon that you change the channel on that's what it was and it didn't feel like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman at all like it just didn't it felt more like somebody's version of Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman and I didn't like that at all and then we take this break you know from December 25th all the way to 2021 the day that we were saved once again by Zack Snyder. He came back. It was just amazing. I can't believe this story happened. I can't believe it. I can't believe it was allowed to happen. And I don't think that if we were in the middle of a pandemic, I really don't think it would have happened. But just with the demand, something to make money, something for people to watch, there were so many people on these petitions to get this film done, to get this like he had all the footage and he was teasing little things. You remember that? Remember when he was teasing the storyboards 
of what he had drawn, things, the ideas, the speculation that occurred online just by a picture that he would post. And you find out things like, oh, like Green Lanterns in the end, or, oh, he's got Dark Side in his cut. What? Dark Side? Like, we got this shitty little goat-looking Steppenwolf in 2017's Justice League. So, like, you think about 2021, Zack Snyder's Justice League has these real alien villains, and he's talking about how badass they are on his Instagram and stuff, and it's like, let's see that, you know? And then, boom, HBO Max takes it over, and it comes out, and next thing I know, it's on my TV, you know, and it's accessible. And I'm, I can watch this. I can watch it over and over again. <laughs> There's, it's a four-hour movie. Like, man, it was everything you wanted and more from that Justice League movie. And it delivers on every front. If you haven't watched it, or if you're interested in starting the DC Extended Universe and going through them, skip over the shitty Justice League movie. Skip over it and just watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. And the best part is, is you can get a Zack Snyder's Justice League trilogy in a sense. You can get The Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Those three films, that's all you need from the DC Extended Universe. I'll be honest with you. And here come the honorable mentions. And it's true. The, the latter half of DC Extended Universe after Zack Snyder's Justice League was when decisions were being made. What's going to happen in the future? Who's going to take over? All this stuff. So there's rumors of cutscenes that have been shot with Ben Affleck's Batman in Aquaman 2, Lost Kingdom. In The Flash, there's supposed to be a cutscene with Ben Affleck's Batman. Things like this are being rumored. We see all of a sudden, boom, The Suicide Squad comes out with director James Gunn in 2021. This came out in August, so it's actually really ironic to me because way back, like I said, in 2016, we got Batman v Superman. And then August of that same year, we get David Ayer's Suicide Squad, which absolutely flops, was terrible. Now we get Zack Snyder's Justice League in March of 2021. And here comes The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad directed by James Gunn in August. How ironic is that? The exact same month as David Ayer's Suicide Squad came out. And things were chosen like keeping some of the characters from the previous Suicide Squad movie and Amanda Waller, Viola Davis, things like this, right? These characters are familiar faces, but we have a whole new cast and crew behind the camera. And that's a good movie. If you haven't watched The Suicide Squad, it's our introduction to Peacemaker. And Peacemaker's a good show. If you haven't seen John Cena's Peacemaker movie or show on HBO, it's a great show. Um, I'm not really into that stuff. Uh, I'm not really into the, the Peacemaker spinoffs and, you know, I'm hearing Peacemaker season two is going to be in the first chapter of the DC universe, things like this. And I just think like, I'm not really into that. I'm more into a group setting, seeing the suicide squad, seeing them all together. And please, God, please don't touch the suicide squad ever again. Just we've seen it too many times on screen. We have, we've been jam packed 
into the Suicide Squad mania, and now it's a game. Warner Brothers has the game, and I get it. It's like the bad guys, right? The fun bad guys who take on the Justice League, things like this. And I'm just not into it. I'm not into it. I want the Suicide Squad to stop. And then we get this sort of false hope from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's coming out on Instagram and Twitter and talking about how he's an advocate for the fans. It's his turn to take over the DC universe. It's, you know, I can't remember what that, what that line is that he says in, uh, at one of, the, one of the DC tours, one of the DC tours that he's on. He says something like, something like the, the hierarchy in the DC extended universe is about to change. You know, and then there's rumors that, oh, he got Henry Cavill back. And then it is true. He did get Henry Cavill back in the Superman suit. What false hope that is. We're now in 2022. Black Adam comes out. It's a good film. A lot of shots that reminded me of Zack Snyder's universe. A lot of DC stuff that looks really cool and really awesome. I loved it. But it didn't go anywhere. You know, you give this cameo of Henry Cavill. And then like two weeks later, he comes out on his Instagram and says, uh, you know, I had a meeting with James Gunn and we're saying farewell to the character. So Henry Cavill's out. We get that news right after Black. It was literally right after Black Adam came out. Got this. It was just, it was my, like, you can't make this story up. You really can't. What do we have to look forward to at this point from the DC Extended Universe? Well, there's three films left Four films left, I should say, in the universe. And I read them to you now. Shazam! Fury of the Gods. A mediocre sequel. Not very funny. Not very good overall. I mean, it has its moments, but it was basically the same thing as the first movie. I didn't understand why they did it. The Flash. Tampered with. Changed. Multiple rumors about Ben Affleck's Batman being continued in the timeline. Things like the Snyderverse would be in another multiverse. And then we just sort of got this movie that was really awesome, brought back Michael Keaton's Batman, killed him off again, brought in a Supergirl that was really awesome, killed her off. And it's like, okay, so we're restarting. Like what was, you know, and then Blue Beetle was great. I don't want to mention Blue Beetle actually, because Blue Beetle technically takes place in the DC universe which is a little bit confusing, I understand. But that character will be a character you'll see in James Gunn's future. Um, and then obviously, December 22nd, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has come out. And that is it. That is all for the DC Extended Universe. Like I said, it's been a ride. It's been a journey. It's been hell on earth. It's been false promises, toxic fans... 10 years, 16 movies, and it's all over now. That's it. We're done. So now we look forward to the future with James Gunn's DCU. This has been a really good podcast. This has been fun to just go over everything and just enjoy what the DCEU was for what it was. Because it wasn't for everyone. It wasn't for me at many moments. But it has its moments, and I hope you can find some of those moments in this podcast. So this has been a ton of fun. I've been Brennan Huber. 
This has been Comic Book Movie Guy, the podcast. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Come.